It's showtime. Good evening, everybody, and welcome once again to another edition of Off the Chain. And I'm your host, your boy, David, aka The Voice. And guys, do I have a show for you today? Anyway, but before we get to that, I give thanks to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for whom, if it was not possible, I wouldn't be here to get off the chain today. And secondly, here we go. I wish I had some drums rolling. Here we go. I get my love out to the Off The Crew family. Man, you guys are tremendous. You are tremendous. I love you. I love your support. Hey, man, just you give it to me. I try to give it back to you. And I welcome all first-time listeners. If this is your first time checking out the show Off The Chain, Hey, we a wild bunch. We have no specialists, but I'm a me too brother and I have three guarantees I will deliver on. One, my show will be informative. It will be entertaining. And last but not least, I will get off the chain before the show is over. So, with the welcomes and greeting of everyone all out the way, let's get down to the business at hand. Guys, uh, today I I think my show gonna be called uh, Giving Chris Como a Pound. You know, like he a real brother. Giving Chris Como a Pound. Now, regardless of what people think, I know I have a lot programs that's basically edited towards the black community because that's where I'm at but when you see Caucasians talking that talk see I've noticed that we can say the same thing but for some reason they have the tendency to hear it when it comes out of another white person's mouth. So, and I've been watching this cat for about the last year, six months and stuff, and I'm usually catching his segment because he's a regular on CNN, Chris Como. And I'm, I'm regularly catching his segment. And I said, wow, this cat be talking some real heavy stuff. To be, to be a white dude, but to be to be fair with Chris, Chris is not white. He's really an Italian. Chris Como is an Italian. He's of Italian descent. So he's an immigrant into this country, and he have a neutral dog in this fight because the white man, truth be told, they spared nobody. If you wasn't European, you was in for an uphill battle in America. So, 
Anyway, let me let's get down to the meat. Let me tell you about the brother going off. Now on Friday night, he stated that uh, major changes in the police reform would only come when white people kids start dying at the hands of the police. And when I heard that, I sat straight up in the chair. I knew that. I've been saying that for 20 years inside of the community because I'm finna get off the chain early. Because if you think back, let's look at the system. You think back 20, 30 years ago, during the crack epidemic, anyone that's over 50 now remember when the the crack epidemic was bad in the 86 on up to 40 and a lot of good people make no mistake about it that crack epidemic took down a lot of good people that was men of the community and the mayors and it didn't matter what your social standards were and and as long as it was in the black community, it was all right. But as time went on and the crack epidemic spread it into the to the upper areas where the white folks were staying at, and they kids started coming down into the hood and they smoking crack and they got their ball credit card maxing it out. So uh, then. Right after that incident went on, they didn't let that go on too long. There was a war on drugs. The president, I think, then was the first Bush. Bush decided we in the 80s, oh, oh, Reagan won. They said, oh, it's going to be a war on drugs. No, no, they've been doing business with Noriega for a while. And it was all right as long as they could contain it inside of the black community. But the moment the epidemic spread it into their neighborhood, then now we got to change some laws. Now some things got to go on. There got to be some changes. We need a war. Take today, 30 years later. What is the opioid epidemic? What is the difference between over 30 years ago now and a lot of those black people that they caught they got caught up in that epidemic went to jail they was going they were giving niggas like 20 10 years for a nickel rock in his pocket you know they was doing this dirty just throw them in jail they got a problem we'll fix that we're gonna lock them all up until their kids got in there now if you think I'm lying look at the present day the present day is required that the police bring Narcam and the EMS have that Narcam inside their vehicles. And what that drug is, is to bring them white kids back when they OD. Off them pills, opioid, they call it, they, they dressing it up. They ain't even calling it the hard name like crap. Oh, they opioids. 
you know. They uh, they strung out on opioids. They need medical attention. Why do they Negroes ain't eating pills? They're smoking some weed and drinking some liquor. They ain't eating no pills. But when it when it, when it become a an epi, it's an epidemic when the majority is their children. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So we're gonna get back to what Chris told the people. Now Chris said he spoke about, he spoke on the police reform during the show that night. That was basically what it was all about. And he brought up shootings such as Dante Wright. He talked about Adam Toledo. And he noted that many of the people killed by the police were ultimately forgotten because of how often these incidents occur. They saying this happens so regular, we don't, we don't, we on it, we used to it, you know. And and what they do, the the reason why so many policemen are, are getting off with this over and over again. Because this is what they do. All they have to do to white people, if they're on the jury, is tell them you was in the process of doing something illegal. And he and he noted on that. He said that many white people, they tend to focus on the alleged criminal behavior of the black people killed by the police. That's what they focus on. What was he doing? He had to be doing something. He had a bag of weed on him. Oh, he had a warrant for for not showing up to court. Oh, you know, whatever. And they figured that, well, if he had any dirt on him at all, or he had something in his bloodstream, yeah, it justifies it. It justifies it. And that's how they sleep at night. So... In other words, this makes the victim the focus of the problem and not the system itself. When they do that, they look at the victim. Oh, yeah, yeah. They're not looking at the system. So it takes that uh, on us off the idea that they're doing something wrong about policing and not needing to change. When they say the police don't say when they say oh, he was doing something wrong. So they can go home and sleep. They say it ain't on us, cause he shouldn't have been doing that. And I've I've actually heard him say, oh, he was resisting. He was still resisting. Psst. People, please. Now to end that. Come on, he didn't just stop. No, I'm going to drop a whole pound on Como. He didn't stop right there. He went on to tell those jokers that were sitting there that the reaction would be much stronger if the circumstances would change. They said the shooting, the gun laws, access to weapons, he said, I know when they'll change. He said, when your kids start getting killed. <laughs> they let that, they didn't like that. He said, when your kids 
started getting killed. And he was speaking directly to him. That was his little show. He looking directly at the audience. And then he didn't stop right there. He went on and did an impersonation of a white parent responding to the hypothetical situation when their kid got he asked, said the first thing they'll say is, what's going on with these policemen? Maybe we should, we shouldn't even have a police. Indicating that would be the response of the same white parents who decry police reform. Now, they don't want no form now. But if it was their kids, they'll be calling for everybody here on the police department. And I said, wow, boy. I said, they're going to run that Italian up out of town. But he didn't stop. So I got to drop a whole pile of Como. Como, he brung up, he started talking about, uh, he said, now, if black Americans begin to arm themselves, I said, oh, no, I know they're going to run him out of town. He said, now, if black Americans begin to arm themselves and form civilian militias like that, NFAC, not fucking around coalition. <laughs> he said that. <laughs> he said if black Americans begin to arm themselves and form civilian militias, the government will respond in turn by enacting stricter gun laws. <clears throat> he said they've done it before. He said yeah, we saw this in the sixties. He said the Gun Control Act of 1968 was implemented shortly after Huey Newton and the Black Panther Party rose to prominence in the the United States in 68. When Huey rose to prominence, that's when the 1968 gun law evolved. And the protests over police brutality were common throughout the country following the death of George Floyd. Hey, I don't know what to tell you, man. Uh, I got to get big props out to Como. He brings out some real big stuff that we need to pay attention to. And all I can say is, hey, Make it do what it do. But I'm going to drop a pound on my man, Chris Como. Not all white people are bad. I don't want any. I have some white friends. And I'm going to tell y'all some stories before we, before we end this show today. Man, did y'all see the protest that went on in Minnesota after George Floyd killing the Minnesota community? Man, them jokers rock. They protested strong and hard probably for about a month. Now, you know, black people don't have that much endurance. I looked at the TV 
Now, you know, as black people, keeping it real, we're going to protest with y'all for about a week or two or three days that we got to get ready for go to work. But when I looked at the TP, them people was not going nowhere. And the majority of them I was seeing were white people. When you get some white people that'll ride with you, you know, you even though you know at the end of the day, as long as you know your place. <laughs> In my place that if it go down, I'm still black, you still white. But uh, if you get the times have changed, you know, and the, I believe that the the mentality of the people's changed. We all got to evolve, and we all got to grow, and we got to form our concepts. Not everybody bad. Not all white people are bad. Just like not all black people are bad. You know, they got to grow too. They got to begin to see that. If we walked around with that mentality, we would have something on our hands. But anyway, guys, I hope you got something out of this. And if you get an opportunity to check out the brother Chris Como, he's a regular on CNN. Give him some attention, God. This cat, he's an honorary member of Off the Chain. Hey, love you guys. Thank you for your time. I promise to bring you a better show tomorrow. And you know what we always say. Stick to your dreams. Shoot for the moon. And if you miss it, just hang on to the stars. I love you guys. I'm going to get out of here. I'll see you tomorrow. Promise to bring you a better show with more energy. Love you. Peace.